Schmeckles. What is a schmeckle? Schmeckles. Aren't they a t- favorite kind of jam? Oh, I thought they were like money. Like yeah, aren't schmeckles, schmeckles? Aren't schmeckles money? Yeah. <laughs> I know what smegma is. What's smegma? Oh, no. Anyway. Well, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Rod Squad, the internet's nastiest Twilight Zone podcast. Yeah. In which... Five college students take you through the cult classic television show, The Twilight Zone. So, we're all in our respective homes. Yes. So, how has everybody's week been now that we're all out of college and fresh on the summer scene? I went to bed at 3 a.m. last night. Same! Should I congratulate you on that? Yes, you should. Congratulations. Congratulations. I went to bed at like 9 last night. I feel like an old man. Yeah, Ash went to sleep at 9 last night. And then, oh no, boys. You need to hear my day of why I went to bed at 9. Why are you shaking your head? Yeah, you go first, then I have another story. Okay, so I woke up yesterday morning, right? All good. Right with my, my animals, I'm happy. And I fell down the steps. And then... I went to drive to the boy's house, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, my phone's broken, can't charge that, don't have a GPS, I'll just do it myself. Turns out I uh, got lost, I was in Allentown, and... That's pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a distance. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then distance. when I hit Allentown, my AC broke. We fixed the AC. Yeah. That's the big, that's the big news. I'm alive somehow. And and then after after I give her shelter, I give her food and love. She she throws a hissy fit at nine thirty to send me to go kill bugs. There were three stink bugs in the room. Ben's like, "Oh no, we're fine." I'm like, "I'm not waking up with one of those guys on my face." Yeah. I had understandable. I, I felt like uh, you went on a killing spree. Fuck. I, like, started drop-kicking my vinyl records because <laughs> it would smash them into the wall and destroy the stink bugs. Why don't you just kill them the regular way? Which is? But, you know, not drop-kicking your vinyl. That's all fun. Yeah, that, that takes all the spirit out of it. But on my end, other than that, I saw Ready Player One, finally. Oof. Yeah. It wasn't... It was so bad. It wasn't great. I... I, okay, can I can, can I talk about something? Yes, <laughs> please. The trailers have never looked good. I do not know what anybody saw in it. <laughs> Corey, but it's the Black Panther for gamers. Let me just ex- okay. Let me just explain the first the first visual gag in this. They they do the whole Oasis bit, and then the first thing you see is Minecraft. That's the first oh visual God. of the Oasis. Oh, no. <laughs> Minecraft. I can't. I can't see like anything Minecraft related without. Um, did I show Ash? Did I show you the um, like the Minecraft song where it was like, "You deserve the diamonds. You deserve them all." Yes. No. <laughs> it's the same guy that does the cover of songs. That's what she's referencing. It's not great. <laughs> it's it's not great. Which is kind of like tonight's episode, but more importantly. That's uh, also kind of like my joke of the week. If if we if we would be a boat, if we were a boat, we would be the Titanic. Cause your jokes sink. 
to the Cause, bottom. Because this podcast is just sinking lower and lower in quality. What's really unfortunate is there's another season four episode about the Titanic, so I'm just going to have to reuse the same exact joke. Yeah, we are a joke. We'd be the same joke. Yeah. Uh, that's debatable. I'm not gonna tell you. I'll let you find out. I think we just, I think we just need to get this out of the way, though. Yes, it's, it's... a reminder that boats are not words. Yeah. This episode's all about boats and not words! He's trying to tell about the boat. But the boat isn't words. It isn't words. So, without further ado, I think we should hop into the episode. Yes. So, Rod... <laughs> Rod, take us in. We open up this episode in 1963, which is already kind of an odd year for a, a episode about war to take place. How how did you guys feel about that? Isn't that just the year of the season? Yeah, but like, why would you have a war a war related episode in 1963? It wasn't a war related episode. No, it kind of was. Like the overall. But don't you think? Well, they they reference World War II throughout the entire episode. Yeah. Like my cousin was on a boat in Japan. That's true. But don't you think? Don't you think that this would have done better, like, if it took place in like 1953, at right after World War II? That would be cool. That's not. That would have been cool with the ending, though. But that would be that would make more sense because it was right after World War Two, which is episode references. There was a lot of yeah, that, that's not that could have made this episode better. <laughs> one of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see where you come from. Okay. You are wrong, and your opinion is bad. <laughs> thanks, Aww. thanks, Connor. I don't want to say that, but. Um, a U.S. Navy destroyer is on route, uh, is on a routine patrol off Guadalcanal. When the sonar picks up on a sound beneath the waves, and the crew says it's, it sounds like something banging on metal. I thought they said tapping on metal. Well, tapping, banging are synonyms. If you tap something, it's like nice. If you bang something, it hurts. Do you, do you guys care to weigh in on this completely <laughs> irrelevant conversation? Anyway, our crew discovers a submarine on the ocean floor, but uh, inquiries to the naval command, again, reading this straight from Wikipedia, <laughs> reveal no recent sinkings in the area. There is a rumor amongst the crew as kind of a joke that the sub may be haunted, but unfortunately for our crew, that sends an already anxious Chief Bell into a kind of psychotic frenzy, which includes random feigning spells the commander captain beecham which is a recycled name because uh in the mind of the matter was archibald Gold beechcraft maybe oh i was gonna say maybe they're related that could be they order the ship's diver mcclure which is a cool name to investigate they find out that it's just an american submarine and the metal sound is coming from inside Ooh, whoa <laughs> when when is, the... it, is it uh, ACDC or Metal? Oh, we got a, <laughs> we got a jokester. 
when when McClure bangs on the submarine hull, the metal banging restarts in seeming response, which is a terrible way to phrase that sentence. Shame on whoever edited this Wikipedia article. That would have been cool if they did the knocking, the did 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 did, and it was did did. <laughs> It'd been so satisfying. I think that would be one of the worst things to do to this episode, Ashley. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> unfortunately for our guy Chief Bell. He begins to see uh, apparitions of dead sailors beckoning him. Apparition? Oh, apparitions, not apparitions. <laughs> the ship's doctor unsuccessfully tries to convince Bell that he's just having nightmares and uh, reports to the captain that Bell is experiencing PTSD from wartime. It's a, it's a long time, I think. 1945 to 1963, 20 years seems like a long time for PTSD to show up. No! Kind of like then mental health wasn't yeah. like, and a lot of people really at that time developed a field as it is now. Yeah, and like, it, like, he, went, he, he went back to the place where his where all the, the trauma happened. And and the thing is, if he would have at this time, if he would have brought up that he was like feeling these like feelings of like faint and stuff when he thought of the war, they would have just shipped him to an insane asylum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were still being used in the 60s, so yeah, it's, it's better for him to keep quiet. But once you're, like Connor said, at this like center of trauma, you can't really control it. There's some discussion of the number of the submarine, 714. Bell doesn't find out about that yet, luckily. Eventually, Bell, in a pretty decent scene, sees a bunch of dead people kind of beckoning, beckoning, beckoning? Beckoning. Beckoning down, him down to follow a hall. And when he's done freaking out, he finds out it was just seaweed there in the spot. So that's that's cool. Well, there wasn't very much talking that yeah. was kind of relevant. We'll talk about that later, but Ashley had a point there. Like, nothing important happens at this episode at all. Nope. Yeah. So there's... there's I, no... I was watching it, and I, and I realized uh, six minutes before anything before anything relevant happens. They're talk, the first six minutes, they're talking about some boat that got watered yeah. yeah. And then, what? It took them fifteen minutes to even go investigate the uh, the noise. Yeah, yeah they're just like, like what I remember, is... like the whole theme of like survivor's guilt and stuff, and I'm sure we'll get into that in general discussion. But it's like that stuff didn't happen until like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was it was slow yeah, going. This great. This probably would have been great as a thirty minute episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's but interesting. We'll talk about. Hour. They spend so long on the little things. Like, we, it, they spend about a minute just watching him go into the water the first time. Yeah. The problem the problem with these hour episodes is they don't take any, they don't do anything more with the plot. They just take a, a 30 minute plot. They don't expand on it. They just add some filler stuff. They, they don't yeah. really understand, like, how to do the pacing, I think, at all. Beecham discovers that 714 is the number of the submarine that sunk in the Battle of the Eastern Solomons, which, according to Wikipedia, was a real battle. Upon returning to the ship, the diver gives Beecham a dog tag he recovered from the ship, which belonged to Chief Bell. I keep wanting to say Chief Keith. Uh, when Beecham shows the dog tag to Bell, he recollects that he was indeed on the same submarine 20 years ago during the battle. Uh, he was the singleman 
Signalman? Single man. He was a single man and a signal man. And he dropped the signal light while attempting to change the infrared filter. Uh, apparently, because of that, Japanese ships were able to see the submarine and attack it. I don't really know how that works, but I'm also not a naval... I'm not a submarine man. It was They were going to have an infrared filter, which means that it would be like dimmer. Right. But then when it fell off, it was just like a bright light, and the, the, the Japanese ships were already there. Yeah. And they were like, pew, pew, pew. And they saw it. <laughs> well, it did pew, pew, pew because the submarine sank... And Bell was the only one who made it out. And he's uh, living with survivor's guilt. And like any reasonable man, the way to deal with that survivor's guilt is to drown yourself. McClure goes down into the submarine. And then uh, I guess we'll splice in one thing. Here's the big reveal. That was making the noise, wasn't it? I guess so, sir. What? There were eight men in the control room. Eight men are what was left of them, and one of them, one of them had a hammer in his hand. It felt like a cop out. Did it? Yeah. Do you really think it was a cop out? I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, I think it would have been. I think it would have been more Twilight Zoney if they did what my original twist I said was, and it was just a dude down there hammering away. <laughs> He's like, I'm just like, working, yeah. Interesting. And it was just like, oh, it's a terrorist story. Well, it could have been, it could have been the spirits of the undead. I don't know, I think they were trying to be, like, clever with the, like, whole, oh, like, it was totally this explainable thing, but also one of the guys had a hammer, and it just, like, felt really convoluted. Uh, how do you guys feel about Rod's closing narration with, uh, <laughs> look for this one filed under H. <laughs> it pre- the meme predates all of us. What ripped this off, our meme? <laughs> Maybe. And we go full circle because Connor could take that to his watery grave. <laughs> and there we go. So let's get out of plot and move on to general thoughts that, that was a really nice short plot. For yeah, good. We should do that every year. Yeah. Honestly, that's how short the episode should have been. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> we just did a better job of this episode explaining this episode. It's just, it's such a stupid ghost story. It could take ten minutes. Honestly, like midway through the episode, I just like went and read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> good. I was and, like, so tempted to just like skip through the episode. Like, I watched the whole episode, but it was just like, okay, yeah. I want to know what happened. Yeah. I liked the cinematography. We will get to ben, that. what did I you like... think of the cinematography? We will get to that in general <laughs> thoughts. Your thoughts, but generalized. But first, on the themes. I have, I have three themes. Everyone obviously can throw in their themes. First one, PTSD, the silent killer. Was it represented well here in the kind of cliche survivor's guilt? I think... I think there was one moment where it was. And that was when he realizes that, like, um... Like, he gets shown the dog tags and he kind of has, like, that breakdown. 
or whatever, yeah. and the doctor guy is, like, trying to convince him that it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good I think that was a little straightforward. I wasn't paying attention at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was historically well represented, not his portrayal of it, but kind of, I remember there was one, like, side conversation where... Uh, to the doctor and I think it was the captain were talking about him and he they were just like, yeah, he's not doing so good, you know, he's he's kind of going crazy and like they just weren't handling it in his best interest. They were just kind of like we need to get him off the ship or to calm down. Mm-hmm. And I think if the episode focused more on Belle, it would have they could have done a better job mm-hmm. of representing it. Yeah, he was weirdly like a main character but not. Yeah. This discussion... This is the first time I'm learning the names of these characters because I just wasn't paying attention. No, for real. The the characters were so convoluted, and I just I could not find myself caring about any of them. I had no idea what their names were until I w- read the Wikipedia. Yes, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even convoluted. It was just boring. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did a great job representing PTSD. I feel like I feel like nobody would really jump off like on a whim jump off the uh the side of a boat and kill yourself i feel like veterans dealing with ptsd kind of struggle with it longer than just a trigger point and then but he like had been struggling with yeah it for like 20 years or so well no i but thought they really know what ptsd was at this point they did we did 1960 we knew we knew what shock was because we documented it was, and stuff it was, but it was shell shock and that was and that was like you just you just got shaken up a little bit by like having a having a bomb go off on the battlefield. And that, that yeah, was, yeah. That and, was it. And, and their their only treatment for that is they would let you rest. That was it. You rested. I mean, I would I could look it up. I well we could. Yeah, we could do Encyclopedia Jamie. I mean, I just think like. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a clinical psychiatrist, but I feel like I don't know. I don't feel like people just kill themselves after having kind of a trigger point. Mm. All right. So the 1952 edition of the DSM I wow. includes a diagnosis of gross stress reaction, which has similarities to the modern definition and understanding of PTSD. And then the next significant date is. Early in 1978, the term was used in a working group finding presented to the Committee of Reactive Disorders. So it wasn't even And then it was formally added to the DSM-3. Damn. Which was developed in the 80s. I think they're on, like... So they didn't have the term post-traumatic stress disorder until the the 80s. Yeah, it wouldn't have even they wouldn't even have understood when this was being filmed what PTSD like they would yeah you'd have people that would privately know what it would be but as a medical term it wouldn't have been something and it wouldn't have been like a wise well known medical thing yeah all right moving on to point number two cool sets the art of world building did it make up for this uh, lackluster episode in any sort of way. I mean, I thought the underwater thing was pretty cool. Like, you don't see that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Underwater scenes are cool, but like, yeah. I agree with Corey. 
It would have been. It was just like there for me. I mean. And like it conveyed the message that hey, they're on a ship. <laughs> We've seen the show phone it in though. Like I am the night calling me black had notoriously crap sets. I just, oh, yeah. I just was, think, cool. I just think like them actually trying improved the quality for me. I really like that they tried to keep it historical, although they messed up with uh, some of the costume design. It was really cool that they were using actual navy ships and things like that. Like that's for. I don't know. It just impressed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can paint a turd gold, but it's still a turd. <laughs> Oof, Connor. <laughs> well, I mean, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. And our final. That's, that's what this episode just was for me. There wasn't a golden turd. I personally actually noticed the music in this episode, and that's not something Whoa. I usually do. Yeah, I noticed it at the beginning, and then it just kind of was like, okay. Of how bad it I was, or. I noticed it in the scene where uh, where he goes into the hallway, or it was one of the scenes where he sees the the ghosts, and it was it was a cool like effect moment for the show, but it didn't really add much overall. Was it the one when the ghosts were in the mirror? I think and he like been smashes it. the mirror. Yeah. I thought that kind of, it sounded kind of like psycho-y. Yeah. <laughs> I thought most of it's stock, just, you know, you for trivia tell. purposes. Yeah. I I think some of the soundtrack they used in previous episodes, like you said, it was stock, because yeah. it just sounded very familiar. And that's okay if you want to have overarching themes within the series, because that's what makes it the series, but... That's a very good point, Connor. Yeah. And point number three, or I guess question number three, boring ghost stories versus cliche ghost stories. What's worse in your opinion? Or I guess, is, is boring cliche ghost stories the end-all be-all of golden turns, as Connor would put it? I think something can be cliche and interesting. Yeah. But if you're bored by something, then like you've, you're not gaining any interest in it. And so like, what's the point? Yeah, I agree. Well, I feel like if something's cliche, it's almost cookie cutter, and it's like, you know what's going to happen. And like, I mean, we can bring up the whole debate of like, what's legitimately scary about this time, and I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what's going to happen, but like, you can still be entertained by it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like, you listen to pop music, and you can generally get like, you know, the structure of the song down pretty easily, but it's still, like, enjoyable. It's still, like, catchy enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah, I thought I thought this was... I, I mean, I thought this was cliche, but I enjoyed the plot. I just thought everything else was so boring that it kind of ruined it for me. Well, I think yeah. what... Oh, go I ahead. I really, 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 really had a good idea. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do anything with it. It would have no, been... I barely did anything with the main character yeah like i can only recount like a few scenes he was in and he was like was it supposed to be bell yeah it was supposed to be bell i don't like it seems like the captain was more the main character i just i think it would have been more interesting the diver too and they kind of put bell in a lot of the more scenes because like the one yeah it's 
it's supposed to be his story. I think that mm-hmm. it makes sense that it's supposed to be about him, but it just kind of wasn't. I wish yeah. I wish they made Bell the captain. That would have been cool. If Bell was the captain, it could, they could tell the whole like him him subconsciously coming back to the uh, the scene of his crimes. Yeah. That would have been a much cooler, yeah. more intriguing plot. We should write. We should write for the Twilight Zone. <laughs> somebody, 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 somebody. Jordan Peele. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we have some good ideas. What's <laughs> up, That's it. Just hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send him a tweet from our official Twitter, which we've never used. We Wait, have a, we have an official Twitter? We also have a Tumblr that I've never been on. Good. What can you you should just plug that for us and we should start using it. Yeah, I'll send I'll send somebody can be our social media ambassador because <laughs> I need to get off the internet. I will be the I will do that. Just oh. we can talk about it later. So we like to take a little break in our general thoughts, your thoughts, but generalized segment. And we're going to start that by going over to our friend, uh, friend, colleague, wrestling encyclopedia, and most importantly, wrestling god, Corey, for the... Do, 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 do. Oh, I, I forgot. Oh. I don't, yeah, we're it, not here to like do the, the hand motions. To, tonight's episode is going to be kind of awkward all around, just because we're this is the first it's time the we're first, doing this. Yeah. But by the end of the by the end of the summer, we'll probably be a lot smoother. <laughs> we won't want to hang out anymore and do them live. Yeah. We'll just do them all over separately. Corey will be in his room. I'll be in mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's another hour. I don't have to <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Anyway, Corey, what is our WWE connection of the week? was suggested several things <laughs> but you're wrong and I am the expert so <laughs> I just uh, went back on my Wikipedia page so I need to get back there <laughs> okay so there is a man his name is Mike Rotunda <laughs> uh, his most famous gimmick is IRS in the WWF but before in the late 80s early 90s he was captain Mike Rotunda in WCW. Stop. And the reason I'm using him is because he looks a lot like the Doctor. Look it up. He, he does, like yeah. Him. And even though Mike Rotunda was not like the captain of the ship, he was pretty high. So we, we could say he had a crew. And his crew was made up of Abdullah the Butcher and Norman the Lunatic. What a bad crew. <laughs> so the dying part is when the gimmick died after six months because it was terrible. This is the second time Mike Rotunda's been on our podcast because he was the IRS connection for The Man oh, in the Bottle. Two-timer. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> God, Connor. <laughs> Corey, we're coming back to you because you still have the... I don't know how we're going to do this over podcast. I'm going to... Here, I'll, t- three, I'll type in the Discord. Three, two, one. Are you ready? <laughs> we're going to... What was that? I'm, tr- I'm trying to count so down. Like, if you're not on Discord, it'll say what they're saying in chat. <laughs> yeah. So it was like Ben Vlam says three. Two. Ben Vlam says two. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll do a we'll do a countdown. Three, two, one. Oof. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Uh, Corey, what's our oof moment of the week? Oh, Corey! Corey, you're all muted. You were really muted. 
<laughs> you're super muted. <laughs> you're not muted, but you're like really muffled. It's like someone's strangling you with a pillow. Oh, that is is that better? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I accidentally stepped on my cord and kind of unplugged the microphone. <laughs> okay. Okay, so should I just do that again? <laughs> yes. It was not good. <laughs> what about your cinematography? Cinematography, not good. I thought it was okay. Set was amazing. Four out of twenty. Four out of twenty. I didn't see anything special about it. Yeah. yeah Except yeah. for like the mirror part, it was, maybe. It was cinematography. <laughs> it, it was there. It, that is it, it was nothing with we haven't seen before. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. We've seen all all the cool stuff that it's in. We saw it, but it was better. Yeah. Can we? Can... Cool stuff. I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the mirror was all right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. Can can we can we talk about the I acting? Would have piqued my interest a little bit. Yeah. Ash brought up the acting. That was it. Was pretty. It was pretty oof. I can't get over the captain. When he's like, or no, the nurse, or the nurse, the doctor, when he's talking to the one guy trying to be like, you need to get yourself together, man. Instead of like sounding like upset and kind of like trying to help him, he just said his lines faster. <laughs> like that was supposed to do something. Yeah, acting was terrible. Like mm-hmm. Twilight Zone bad too, because Twilight Zone's already not great, but it was bad for this. The the diver looked like a deer in headlights. Like every single scene, his eyes were like so wide. Like I get he was supposed to be scared, but when you're scared, you don't just be like, oh, like that's what you look like. Don't, don't tell me how I am when I'm scared. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to mention this, but like, is it not healthy to dive that many times in such a short span? He was diving. That seems like not healthy. Okay. More divers. Okay, so the thing with that, I just know this because I looked into diving. Um, the suit's a little different than what we use, so there's a little more like wiggle room. Yeah, there's a little more wiggle room, and they weren't diving as deep as they were trying to make it sound. Like, if he was using that suit, he wouldn't have been able to go like to the ocean floor. He would have been like it was a canal for a reason. Yeah. And also, you have to do it in intervals, which he wasn't doing, but yeah. they might have not known that at th- that time. Because if you don't do it fast enough, excuse me, you get the bands, which just pretty much carbonates your bloodstream. Yeah, then you die. Yeah. No, you don't. It's like the worst. <laughs> it's incredibly painful. Yeah, you go. You become one of those two uh, tunnel baby things. 30 fathoms is only 180 feet. Uh, yeah, he would have been fine. Well, sound like that much. no, no. 30 fathoms is regarding to the ship's size, not the depth. Are you sure? I th- I'm pretty sure that was the depth. Maybe I. That's what I saw on trivia. Yeah. Fathoms is a term used to uh, use for ocean depth. And and once again, Ben's become the oof moment of the week. (laughs) I promise, I'm I'm a science major. A fathom is chiefly used in reference to the depth of water. So. Gotcha. See, a hundred. Probably what that. Hundred feet's not too bad. Hundred feet. Hundred eighty feet's not terrible. 
That's like ten pools. <laughs> it's ten pools. Okay. Thanks, God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it would be. So, are we? Uh, <laughs> are we? Are we all done with our quality discussion, or? Yeah, there was there was some good music things. Yes, there was music. It was good in certain places. That's 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 the only good thing I have to say about this episode. Okay. Can't wait also, to get to... the fact that it wasn't actually two hours because that would have felt like a freaking month. Are you sure it wasn't? Like, are you positive? I. It was four, it's. It was fifty minutes. Yeah, it's not even a whole hour. Without ads, yeah, it's only it fifty. Oh, that's well, miserable. Have I've seen I've seen WW or WCW shows that were more watchable than that, and that's saying something. I don't know. <laughs> Especially when when you're watching, I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on to bios and trivia, we have a big day today with bios and trivia. Trivia. Woo. Written by Rod Serling. Directed by Perry Laferty. Le it's French, I think. He's dead. He did a lot of throwaway variety shows back in the 50s. And the first of three Twilight Zones. You guys should be happy. Uh, all all three of his episodes are season fours. Oh boy! So we get to see his directing twice for two more hours. Oh no! <laughs> Connor, did you ask if they were all bad? Well, there's like it's one season, season four. four episode that is. I heard there's like one season four episode that is just bad. One or two? Yeah, we watched. Didn't we watch um? Course, the new exhibit was good. The new exhibit was, was okay. okay. Mute's bad. Mute's very bad. Is this the first performance done by him? Yes. Uh, Horace Ford is being revisited in episode I 60, liked so Ford. we'll get a fresh interpretation. Mike Kellen as Chief Bell, or as I like to call him, Chief Keith, he's dead. He played Mel in Sleepaway Camp. Have you guys seen that movie? Nope. Nope. No. Sounds bad. The movie is famous. Its big twist at the end is the killer, who is a woman, takes off all her clothes and reveals she has a penis the whole time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty creepy, though. I think though. there's balls. Uh, there might be balls. We can't see. The lighting is not there. We need to get a more in-depth... Uh, yeah. We'll be, doing, we'll be doing our Sleepaway Camp <laughs> review yes. soon. Yes. It's Just pretty. Zoom in on the penis. Oh, wait, okay, here's the thing. Because they don't have balls, where's the pee stored? That's what I said! Well, okay. if, if you can't see the balls, then they don't have to pee. <gasps> That's accurate. Wait, wait, Corey, 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 Corey. What's up? So if you cut off someone's balls, do they have to pee wait, anymore? If they're bigger? Is that what you said? No, no, no if no. you cut them off. No, that means they can just store more food. <laughs> yeah, duh. No, no, if you cut off the balls. Oh, then you can't pee. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Back to, <laughs> back to Mike Kellen. He was Leo and the Jazz Singer and Mr. Hayes in Midnight Express, which got him an Oscar nomination. This is his only Twilight Zone. 
Simon Oakland as Captain Beecham, also dead. <laughs> he was Shrank, which kind of sounds like Shrek in West Side Story. Frank? Shrank. <laughs> he was Dr. Fred. He was Dr. Fred in Psycho, which is our second Psycho alum. Maybe third. Third. And this is one of two Twilight Zones for him. The other one is called the Rip Van Winkle Caper. It's pretty good. John Considine played McClure. I don't know if he's dead or alive. I forgot to ask. I am dead. I was like, did you Ouija board it? He was, he was Lennon in The Replacements. <laughs> Jeff in a wedding. Oh. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff in a wedding. And he was in the 90, he was in the last two seasons of MacGyver. So in the nineties, not the yeah, recent that's a ones. Good, just, uh, that's not bad. This is his only Twilight Zone. On to trivia. We're gonna we're gonna start trivia off kind of spooky. So two of the main actors died in the same month of the same year, uh, back in August of eighty five. And the spooky part is the ship that was used for filming was decommissioned a week prior to their deaths. Coincidence or not, you decide. This takes place in the Solomon Seas. As Connor brought up, 30 fathoms is equal to 100 U.S. feet. The uh, the sub that they mention actually sunk in real life. And this, this was originally supposed to be a 30-minute episode, but Rod wanted to make it an hour. Fate, you are a cruel mistress. Yeah. Would you guys have liked it if it was 30 minutes? I think I would have really enjoyed it. Probably, yeah. yeah. As long as they... Yeah, as long as they focused on the guy, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. From Twilight Zone Companion, Volume 2, Electric Boogaloo by Mark Scott Zikri. He wasn't a fan. He thought this episode was utter crap. He thought it was too padded out. So... He is correct. Kind of everything that... So, basically, he said what we've been saying... Yeah. Yes. We should get him on the show. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if we could. Special guests. An actual special guest. Martin Graham Jr. has done podcasts before. I don't know if he would want to do it with a bunch of Twilight Zone college students who just go, JF and H. What if we don't ask? <laughs> <laughs> we hijack his voice. We kidnap. Yes. We, we show up at his house kidnap. and be like, we're doing a Twilight Zone podcast. Is that okay? <laughs> 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 Miss. like Mr. Grams, if you're listening, do not worry. <laughs> this will not be happening. <laughs> From Martin Grams Jr. unlocking the door to a television classic, uh, it was all stock music. This project started when the Navy offered Rod Serling a, uh, a deal. They said, can you make movies for recruiting, uh, recruiting offices? And Rod said no. He's, he, was too, he said he was too busy with the Twilight Zone. The show was originally supposed to have skeletons. Or sk- skeletons? Not skeletons. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Beef skeleton. 
Sorry, that was a dumb joke. But, um... I just got it. But Rod said that that would have been too distasteful to families of Navy, uh, Navy veterans that died. That would have made this episode a 10. Like keep it all the same except for that bit. I'm hiring. I am. I will. You are hiring. The Navy. Please apply. The Navy had to okay the script. Um. The actor who played Bill, or no, just Bill. So that was, I think, the captain or something. We didn't do a trivia a bio for him, but he couldn't remember his lines, so he had to deliver them. He had to read them on camera. He read them yeah. off screen <laughs> on camera. How is he's not? That's not even a professional actor. He said it was that's too. Ridiculous. There were too many numbers. He couldn't remember them. Oh my! Oh, was it? I thought that one of the guys in like The Godfather did that. Who's? Well, if you're if you're a good actor, really? you can, if you're a good actor, you can pull it off. If you're a bad actor, you just look dumb. You just shouldn't pull it off because it's kind of your job. <laughs> and if you are Lex Luger, then you are the best. <laughs> oh. <doing> well. <laughs> We're gonna have to splice in a Lex Luger promo. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, Lex. The Twilight Zone gifted the ship with a silver bowl. Which the uh, which the captain still proudly shows off to this day, assuming that he's still alive. Let's move on to what ripped this off. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have Subnautica. any. Subnautica. Subnautica, yeah, maybe. Oh, Subnautica. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think anything. This dumb could have ripped this off, but it reminds me of, like a Jules Verne story. I have one. Perhaps the horror movie Ghost Ship. Oh yeah, Ghost it's Ship. A ship filled with ghosts. Yeah. Ghost Ship. What is Ghost Ship? A, it's a really good nineties really, horror. Really movie. bad nineties horror movie. So it's a really like good. Movie. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's been done like a thousand times though. Any Ghost Ship. No, yeah. it's the only one. SpongeBob SquarePants, The Flying Dutchman, Titanic. But. But Dude. they did it good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Spongebob did it good. Not yeah. Really. There's a spider on my desk. Kill it now. Kill the Scream. spider. That's a small boy. Kill him. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Connor, you're the small boy, though. Pirates of the Caribbean. One. Oh, yeah. Two. Yo, what, why is your name small boy? Three and five. I think, I would argue, that the end of Friday the 13th one ripped this off because it shows Jason jumping out of the water, attacking this, uh, attacking this Goral. What? Goral. I'm just talking out of my butt at this point. I really don't think anything ripped this off. It's just a cliche ghost story, you know. I haven't seen any like horror movies about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Oprah. Bro, I'm thinking that guy for the commercial where Pinocchio's killing people, and he's like, 
They have potential, but he's lying, so it's not gross. Right. <laughs> this episode's good. This episode's good. <laughs> exactly. No, you. Let's move on to ratings. The International Movie Database gives this a 7.4 out of 10, which is on the lower side. Uh, it's the 108th Twilight Zone out of 156, so it's pretty low. Much, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like three-fourths like of the way down. Well, Black Leather Jackets is good, though. I think Black Leather Jackets was better. To be I would honest. much rather watch. Yeah. I would watch that twice before like watching this again. So, I I'll go first, I guess. I gave it a five. I thought, I thought that the sets were really nice, and the uh, the idea of the story was great. But everything else failed to deliver. <coughs> However, this is not the worst season four I've ever seen, and I wasn't bored to tears personally. So that is where I'm standing. Let's go. I guess we'll do Ashley next because she's right here. Oh, that's me. Okay. Um, I'm also gonna give it a five. I really like the idea a lot. I think it had a lot of potential, and I like I like military stuff, like movies. I'm really weird like that. But the acting just killed it for me. As well as the really drawn out stuff, but yeah. Uh, let's go with Jamie. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, I think it had a lot of potential. It could have worked better as a thirty minute um episode, but it just couldn't keep my attention. All right, Connor. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five. I almost gave it a four, but I think maybe a and this was, I think, a little better than you. Yeah, it's higher, could have been lower. I don't know, I don't care enough to look into it, so have some fun with that. That's where I was coming from, too. And Corey, uh, I'm gonna give it a two. A two, uh, Ooh. It, what, it had a lot of potential and ruined it, which makes me hate it even. And uh, this is the first episode that I've considered just skipping to the end to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that might be the lowest rating I've ever given. I think it is. I know this is the lowest rating I've ever given. Yeah. No, I think I think you gave I'm the Night Color Me Black like a one. Did I really? Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to move on to preview of next week. Am I missing? Mm-hmm. Right. Preview next week. Next week we're going not to a season four. So we're going to go to season two. We're actually watching the season two opener. King Nine will not return. Um, yeah, this is kind of a cool sci-fi episode. Has anyone seen this before? Uh, what season is this again? Season two, episode one. Yes, I have. Ashley's seen it, so she's out of the running. I, I love as well. This episode. So, Corey will go last because he is the reigning champion. Two weeks in a row. He's gonna eventually. He might get close to the record soon. He's okay. Yeah. So here we go. This is Africa, nineteen forty-three. No. I don't know why I started chuckling. It's such a weird start. War spits out. War spits out its violence overhead, and the sandy graveyard swallows it up. Her name is King Nine B twenty-five medium bomber, twelfth Air Force. 
on a hot, still morning, she took off from Tunisia to bomb the southern tip of Italy. An errant piece of flak tore a hole in the wing tank, and like a wounded bird, this is where she landed, not to return on this day or any other day. That was Is that your final card. answer? <laughs> this 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 episode has put me into such a sense of apathy that I don't even care at this point. All right, well, Jamie, you go next. Yeah, who knows? Oh, I do. That's all I got. But I'll, uh, I'll tell you after. Corey? Okay. So, you mentioned Africa. <laughs> uh, is, are the main characters African or African American? In 1960? Are you kidding? What? No. No, they're white. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you mentioned Italians, though, right? Yes. yes. Well, White Africans reminds me of one famous tag team from the 80s. White Africans? Okay, no, but you did mention Italians, right? Yeah, I was talking about Akeem. Right, Akeem, hear you, so I'm going to assume you said yes. Yes, so... yes. <laughs> With that believe, we are watching the FBI, the full-blooded Italians, I believe they are wrestling Los Guerreros, Eddie and Chavo, who are high flyers. So I believe we are watching SmackDown in 2006. That's if you... 2005, sorry. Can you, can you hear me now, perchance? What? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. If you said Akeem, the living dream Akeem, you would have been pretty close. Yeah. But Jamie has just dethroned you. Connor was very close, but the ghosts put her over the edge. So Jamie has been awarded the oof moment of the week. Nice. <laughs> the Corey dynasty is over. Yeah. Sorry, Corey Arnold. But I'm really sorry. I'll be back. I almost said I almost said Adolf Hitler because of World War Two. You would have been you very could, off though. You could never, you could never the tell. Possibilities. All that matters is that I beat Connor last week. Oh. <laughs> did you really though? Yeah, I did. <laughs> See, he had the hammer. He might have been alive down there. Question of the week time. What is your favorite naval battle? What? <laughs> what is the what is like the coolest naval battle? In your opinion. I, I love me some death and suffering. <laughs> well, you talking about what her favorite battle. ship was? <laughs> All right, then. What is your favorite ship? Bodie McBoatface. That's a good choice. 
Microsoft because I forget what actually happened. Wait, is it but a battle or is it both? I think it was battle. World War Two, World War One, or World War Two. I was the sinking of the Bismarck. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a really good battle. Because like I, because like I remember I I used to be into like war history and stuff, and like I remember this the the Bismarck was like the biggest the best ship um, in the German fleet and they like. I like the uh, I like the old Greek naval stories, like when they use Greek fire against the Persians. I think that's really interesting, because uh, or you know the the fight at King's Landing from the naval yes. attack of King's Landing is really there we cool. Go. Yeah, with uh, the, the Greek fire thing. Yeah, with the with the uh, what, what do they call it? Dragon's fire or something? Or... I forget. Dragon's breath. There you go. Uh, We're big games of Thrones also, fan here. There's so many good naval battles. I can choose between one or the other. <laughs> there's so much good death. I can't choose. <laughs> okay, so my favorite <laughs> is the battle of Titanic versus the Iceberg. No! <laughs> Spoilers: <laughs> The Titanic loses. <laughs> More importantly, they're making the Titanic 2 right now. I'm gonna go on it. Does that mean there's gonna be a bigger iceberg? I guess. And a bigger ship. It's a rematch. <laughs> iceberg 2, bigger, badder, better. It's just less. <laughs> Thanks, global warming. one i just think it's really interesting the during the civil war the confederates had built a working submarine oh yeah but they never actually got to take it out of dock because the guys ran out of air in the ship and died oh no and when they found when they found this when they found the sub they were actually still in place like still like in their work positions just kind of flopped down Yeah, and they're the skeletons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is the South never rose in that case. <laughs> and with that, we're going to end tonight's episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Rod Squad. Um, yeah, I know I know this format might be a little awkward right now, but we're still getting the hang of it. We'll have this down by the time it's by the time it's time to go back to school and do yeah, this in person. But uh yeah. Two weeks from now is uh will be King Nine will not return and on the radar, well by this time episode sixteen is probably already up, but 
I'll be dropping that pretty soon. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Rod Squad. Have a safe and productive work week. <laughs> Thanks, capitalism. <laughs>